Hi everyone, welcome back to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. My name is Nathan, and I'm your host. Hey everyone, I'm Ashley, and today is November 3rd, my birthday, and also Jungkook's album release day. Oh, Thank you to Jungkook for this happy birthday gift. Perfect. <laughs> Love that for you. I know. The, the title track, Standing Next to You, is so good. So good. We are in like 80s Michael Jackson era in K-pop right now. And I love it. All right. We'll probably do a review of that one real soon. Yeah. Uh, but until but until then, we have a special guest in the recording box studio today. We don't have a studio here <laughs> at Idle Talk Pod. Um, we are separated by borders and states. But we have Casey back, which means that she's back. Casey, do you yeah. want to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Casey. Um, our original listeners will recognize my name and my voice and make the correlation that yes, when Shiny comes back, <laughs> I too rise from the dead. Um, <laughs> I was an original host with Idol Talk Pod's debut and then I did step back a year ago to focus on my work and also the craziness of my life. I'm about to give birth next month so i may appear more as i go on maternity leave but this might just be the start with <laughs> you know uh, we'll get into it well as we all know casey's ultimate bias is none other than the great Taman, and he is back with his latest comeback um first one since the military yes. concluded right as a soloist mm-hmm um he's back with a mini album titled guilty and casey is just gonna kick us off with some background and then roll in some of her thoughts here because i know that there are there are things percolating in her yeah all week <laughs> all fucking week you guys um so yes Taman did end spooky season on a bang with his new mini album guilty it's a mini album in the truest sense of the word, six tracks, 18 minutes long for the full album listen. Um, the title the title track, Guilty. We have The Rizness, She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not, Not Over You, Night Away, and Blue. Just a couple of uh, background information on our title track, Guilty. According to our favorite Shaul, Stacey Nam, a pretty prolific writer in the K-pop community, Taemin originally suggested that this was a this was to be a shiny song during their hard era. But the members were all like, no, this is all you. <laughs> it's <laughs> this very is all you. <laughs> and it's it's a good point because it is a very Taemin song. Like when this came out, I was like, this is quintessential Taemin. Like yeah. I fully expect this from him but i was still impressed shocked this is an elevation of his persona his artistry and just his musicality too this was for me Taman's like grand return into mm -hmm. k-pop and mm -hmm. what a void he has left in my opinion. I I agree. 
when he came when he, when I watched the music video for the first time because I didn't listen to the title track first I like just audio I went straight to the music video I was like wow this is what we needed yeah and I kind mm-hmm. of got it a little bit from Jimin and his solo activities I was getting some vibes but obviously Timin is a titan of industry and Jimin is new to his solo work mm-hmm. and not that I'm comparing the two but because they are so similar in their specific roles in K-pop specific vibe and energy it's easy to say like okay they are comparable artists but wow I was just floored with guilty I think I watched the music video like three times a day this past week <laughs> wow at least it's my favorite you put it, you're putting in the streams I am wait I'm when you say that it's problem. your favorite would you like what do you mean by that I think it's my favorite wow that's really interesting because he just has that's, so much right he has that is very oh, interesting. for sure for sure but I think and I'll get into why it's my favorite but just to kind of sum it up now while we're on the topic it is so it feels so him in a in a Mm -hmm. really authentic way Mm -hmm. even though they we know sm doesn't like these artists aren't writing their songs but it feels so taman that i feel like i understand him better now even someone who's been following his career for as long as I have and has, has seen like the growth, especially like what, they're 15 years now, Shiny. Mm-hmm. That's half his life. But this feels so him. Yeah. Ashley, were you going to say something? Um, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you, what the music video is about because I watched it and it gave me like scary vibes yeah. it's october okay oh and it's at the end of well, halloween yeah but it it almost felt so i mean casey will get into it but it i i didn't like dig very deep into the lyrics before watching it i was i'm just going off of what i interpreted from the video but it it felt like like an exorcism or like someone being possessed you know like the hand in the t-shirt the neck grab so i don't want to talk about the hand in the t-shirt yet we're we'll get there i don't want to talk about it right now one second one thing at a time one thing at a time okay so let's okay let's move on to the music video discussion then because that's that this is a hot topic here so when I was thinking about this music video, I like compiled keywords to kind of drive the discussion. I didn't do like full notes, like fleshed out full thoughts because I wanted this to be as organic as I felt the music video was giving, you know? So here mm-hmm. are my keywords for this music video. Okay. Cinematic. Mm-hmm. Carnal. Yes. yes. Aw, Carnal. Okay. Boyhood. Loss of yes. innocence, loss of yes. control, and then horror. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? It was giving kind of like zombie. It was giving cult. Yes. 
it was giving also androgyny because he was wearing a lot of maxi skirts here. Yes. Which is Taman quintessential. Yes, very much so. And I really want to focus on the key words of like the loss of innocence and loss of control. Because if you're looking at uh, in the beginning of the music video, there's some dan- a dance move he does. It's next to like a van. You're watching him f- through the window of the front seat. And he's kind of doing these jerky like moves, right? And it feels, it it's like reminiscent of kind of like a puppet being, you know, being moved. And even the hand up the shirt move that we see, the hand coming up the shirt, controlling his head's direction. It feels like, like the imagery I got was like someone under your skin, someone control mm. outside oh. influence controlling you. And it's hot. It's hot as fuck because you see his little abs. I love when I love when he does. And we'll talk about like the TikTok challenge. <laughs> oh, we can because, talk about that. <laughs> because he does it sometimes. Some some artists will do the hand up the shirt. Some artists do like just the over the shirt. But in the context of the music video, it is such a genius move mm. because it fits so mm. well with the overall concept. Like, if like the you choreo haven't... actually speaks to the story of what he's yes. trying to tell. Okay. Cool. Yes. And there's, you know, it's, we're going through this, like, world with Tim and, like, we're outside in a field. They're in, the the uniforms they're wearing when they're in the field is, like, schoolboy-esque uniforms. Like, little, little shorts that fell, like, a couple inches above the knee. Something a young boy would wear, right, in a, like, a school that wears uniforms but they're like being he's given a gun he's being directed to shoot it hmm. then they're in like a dorm room mm-hmm. where there's like a lot of there's boys writhing on the bed that's where i'm getting like that zombie vibe too mm-hmm. because it's kind of like yes there be or possession vibe with like ashley said earlier it's kind of interesting and i don't know at first i was thinking it was like related to the military, his experience there kind of informing that imagery. Then it's also, I was thinking maybe it, it has something to relate to like sexuality and gender where he's being forced to conform to what a traditional male in that society is expected to conform to. There's a lot mm-hmm. of ways to really look at this imagery in the music video and interpret what's happening. And I think maybe the answer is all of it. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're all meaningful topics to, mm-hmm. of, of interest that every single time I hear you talk about a Tame and release, a variant of what you're saying always comes up. Yeah. So it's like he's also expanding upon things that he's already alluded to. Mm-hmm. And that's something I really, really admire about Taman is that he has such a grip on his vision and who his identity is as an artist. The as a solo chor- artist. As a solo artist, yes. The choreo we get from him, the music we get from him, oh, it just aligns with his journey as an artist every time. And I think, you know, he's 30 now. And they say, you know, your 30s is when you really lock into who you are 
he's no longer he's coming from the military he's no longer i guess you would say like a boy he's a man but like his definition of it is what we're seeing and it's such a beautiful thing to see develop over the years and ex- and seeing him explore it in these ways is like so beautiful to me and this is why i fucking stand this dude because like <laughs> he fucking challenges everything he challenges me i love dark concepts as you guys know so yes you do everything he about your stand life is very consistent casey okay i know <laughs> i know <laughs> let's just say that once and for all i had that same thought when i was first listening to this i was like god damn it they're gonna give me shit because of course i like this and it aligns with everything that i've historically liked like this is black swan casey just like blossoming right it is yeah and it's so i wish that more artists could explore their creativity and their identity through their art the way Taman has the freedom to I think, you know, he has a lot of creative freedom to do this, but for him, and I'm not trying to compare him with anyone else, he just executes it well. Mm -hmm. He is within the top 0.001% of dancers and performers in Mm -hmm. K-pop. Something that, and we'll get into this because also we want to talk about some of the promotions that he's doing, but he is now also like a, a, a killer vocalist yeah yeah and with all due respect to him that was not always said of him no in earlier parts of his career even even when he started his solo work he wasn't even in the debut song for shiny his vocals weren't there like yeah like they weren't in the ways in which they have developed now no he literally was not in shiny his vote because he his vocals weren't developed enough to be in their title track when they debuted replay and now yeah his, so his vocals voice are is not, not in that song no wait why have i never noticed that but he has like moments where he's dancing yes up front. but he's but he's lip singing to other people's vocals <gasps> i guess when he does the dance break it's just him in the middle i guess smiling and dancing and that's they, they why he's someone who's not completed well he was he like 14 was... at the time yeah the time. and he's oh. also he's also a phenomenal dancer already yeah and he was working on his vocals like Hyun was helping him with develop right, that sound right, and, right, right, right. and i've talked about how that has influenced his uh, vocals over the years as well but that's why I really admire his journey as an artist and I always admire that type of work in an idol like Mino not being able to dance as well and now he's mm-hmm. doing a TikTok one minute long Taman choreo so you know that's called development that's called growth Casey, yes. I'm like fake. I like never knew that Taman had zero lines and it just like dances 
in the dance break I, in the front. I mean, I feel like you, I feel like that's because I've like, seen different iterations of it also. Yeah. And he yeah. sings in it now. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Is, you know, I'm yeah. learning something new. I'm learning something new, everyone. But also, would you think that would be a possible thing to happen to begin with? I wouldn't unless I no. was like right. looking into it or like. It's just one of those like shiny fun facts. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> Which one. Is, uh, <laughs> he's not he's not proud. Like I feel I don't know if like it's in bad taste to be reiterating that information because it's no, not something I think that Taman is proud of. He's very he's said in, in interviews like he's not proud of that. He felt shame and he like pushed himself to work on his vocals because they debuted without his vocals in a song. But ultimately what i see is look at him now yeah right like he is singing his heart out while dancing like no others do Mm -hmm. right and he's also doing ballads Mm -hmm. in his own work you know what i really love about timon is he understands the female gaze he understands sensuality because the moves that he's doing, not just here in Guilty, but in other yeah. of his like solo oh, this releases. Tracks. This tracks for sure. So deliberate. I'm just like, please release me. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> he he with this release, there's so many things that I know of Taman. Like my image of Taman is what was released in this title track. Like mm-hmm. there it's a it's a dark concept. It's dramatic. Um there's slow motion dance movements. It's like very like you said, cinematic. Those are all words that I would expect to to use to describe a Taman release. Right. Like if he didn't release this song then I would have been confused. If he led with the Rizness. If he led with the Rizness. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. A, first of all, why are they just going to create words now? Like, I know that Riz is a word as of this year, our Lord 2023, but like the Rizness, like, is that? That's a real word there. I've seen it in TikTok comments. It's very Gen Z. Yeah. We're millennials, so we're ancient. We don't know all the stuff, but he's he's gotta stay current with like the the this is part of his journey, right? When you're an idol and your career spans 15 years in an industry where your career could only last seven, eight months or at max three years. Whatever can be closed in a closed in a snap Mm -hmm. of a finger. Mm-hmm. yep this is this is the type of stuff that you do to stay relevant and exciting and as much as we clown on the business it debuted at number one on the k hip-hop chart oh my god <laughs> hip-hop Taman solo on the hip-hop chart so i mean the song he's doing itself something is good. right it's just, yeah, just the like words. the title is a little bit strange for it's us just, you hate, you hate it's, the it's cheesy you sure. know it's fine it's like try oh, hard there is this yeah i mean this is yeah. the issue with not issue right but this is the the thing with k-pop in, like integrating and k-pop has always integrated words in english right mm-hmm. from since the very beginning 
right so nowadays it's like okay they have to like put in very snarky fun words they can't just say at least they're using it right yeah they're 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 being forced to use it which is understandable no but at least what i'm saying is at least he's using the term riz and rizness correctly because sometimes they just be putting in english words willy-nilly to sound cool and exciting they do like (laughs) i'll take it (laughs) um casey what do you think about the this the core the core the choreo and the tiktok the tiktok challenge yeah oh Oh my God, his TikTok challenge is so fucking annoying to me because while he understands the fundamental concept of staying relevant and always, you know, trying new things and exploring new concepts in order to stay on trend and stay exciting, this TikTok challenge is a fundamental misunderstanding of the concept of TikTok challenges. (laughs) First of all, it's one minute long. Next, it's hard as shit. Like, yeah, it's hard. Who? I'm not Who's gonna try. Yeah. I'm not gonna try this challenge. The point of a TikTok challenge is that like regular people will spread the song because they're also doing the choreo, right? I like how who started the TikTok challenge concept to begin with? Wasn't it like less the Zico one? Yeah, there's that. And how simple was that? At least you could you could do it. Like you could learn it in an hour and then just make a video. But Can you describe not... the TikTok challenge? Because I haven't seen it yet. It's is literally it just, just like... the choreo, which choreo... is difficult. Yeah, it's it start. You know, it ha- it's like the the beginning and latter half of the part where the hand goes up the shirt, yeah. and there's like, it's just hard, bro. Like, yeah, it's very difficult. I. I the first one I saw was the Hoshi one, the one from 17. And I sent that to oh. you guys on Instagram DMs. And I was, I liked it because I didn't understand at first that it was a, that it was meant to be a TikTok challenge. I thought right. Hoshi was just there to like vibe because he's a shower. He is and such a shower. He really is. Um, and I just liked the juxtaposition of their different dance styles interpreting the same choreo where Hoshi was hitting it really hard. <laughs> Taman was doing it very soft and like, you know, I was like, I really love seeing the interpretation of these moves. And then when I realized it was meant to be a TikTok dance challenge, I was like, this is chaotic. Like you, yeah, they're having a hard time. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote down all the ones that I saw. It was uh started with 17's Hoshi, Espa's Winter and Karina did one. Oh yeah, I saw Each. those. Ten did it. And I like Ten's because he gets Taman's moves. He understands what the you know the that's goal his group is, mate. I guess. At the end of the yeah. day, that's his group mate. <laughs> yeah. They're drop they're droppers. They're droppers. Yeah. They're There's... lifelong droppers. I I but I will say ten uh Taman can do dropping. And he could do guilty, but 10 can do dropping, but he can't do guilty. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then ten my work, favorite. 10 works hard nonetheless. 10 works hard. I'll give him his flowers. You're right. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Um, and then my favorites were Shiny's Key and Minho <laughs> uh, ver- videos of this dance. In the one with Key at the end, uh, Tamid pulls out an envelope from his back pocket to give to key 
and inside is money. And that was an inside joke because he said of the of Taman's TikTok dance challenge that his challenge is so long that you'd have to pay people to perform it. <laughs> and then Minho's was really cute because they started off like doing the fiery charisma Minho like facial expressions. They go into the dance, and at the end they they do this move. I forgot. I don't really want to. I don't know how to do it here to show you guys, but like it's, it was very baby girl. It was so cute. I just love, I just love seeing them participate. And of course they would because it's promos, but I will say uh, they all did the under the shirt move Mm -hmm. correctly to show us their little bellies. Yeah. Yeah. When you sent us the Hoshi video, I didn't know until you just said right now that that was the TikTok challenge. I just yeah. thought they were like performing the choreo. And I- yeah, when you first said TikTok challenge, like I was imagining a TikTok challenge and I imagined like a half body frame where they're doing like like the choreo, mm-hmm. but just like like the frame is like this you know that would be a good tiktok challenge where they're just doing like very small movements with their hands and their upper body not like full no, one it's minute the, no it's a full on cover it's a cover yeah, requirement it's a cover we're not let's not call yeah. it a tiktok the, challenge. It's, a, it's a dance cover uh, yeah and, <laughs> and the k-pop community and social media community knows this because i mean everyone appreciates Taman's talent but everyone's like what the hell i can't do this what the heck how is this possible and then yeah. two they'll like caption the Taman's tiktok challenge and they'll be like this isn't a tiktok challenge right this is a this is a this is an audition tape <laughs> i think when i i think i when i sent that dm to you guys too i was like leave it a Taman to to challenge your joint and ligament control yeah um, literally yeah. so annoying Taman. in one where zico just you know pats his cheeks that's what yes. I if I can do it, then I consider it a TikTok challenge. I'm not a dancer. Yes. If I can't do it, then you're just doing a performance video. I can't participate in this. It, it was a performance video. Yeah. At the end of the day. I appreciate yes. it though. I really like seeing the other idols doing the dance moves because it's so Taman. Yeah. It's so specific and unique to really nothing, his nothing style. else would work for his style, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just love, I especially, Hoshi's is my favorite because he's fucking hitting it. He's hitting those moves. There's control. But the point is that you're supposed to like, you know, be a little more fluid with it. Hoshi practiced. Yeah. He would not let down his idols like that. No, I know. You could tell he he knew it. Yes. That's why yeah. I, I had so much fun watching it. I liked Hoshi's video where they were, was it where they were doing um the 17 song cover mm-hmm. and hoshi had a uh, like an album a signed album from shiny's yeah. like first <laughs> album an early version he, yeah an early yeah album. and he showed that at the beginning of the video and then they did the 17 cover together that was so good i mean shiny's your idols of, your shiny's your idols idol whether or not you yes. like it or yeah. not that's just what it yeah. is that's just what it is. I know. Casey, did you want to go over with us some of the other promotional work that he's doing this time around? He's doing a lot, it seems like. Yeah, he did do a lot, but the ones that um are really notable 
to me were his um his appearance on Dingo Killing Voice. Yes. And I I mean I don't really have like I I've the first Killing Voice that I saw was I use mm. I think um so I don't really have a lot of exposure to the concept of Killing Voice but I'm assuming that it's little to no vocal editing to show one for take. idols to showcase mm -hmm. yeah one take to showcase their vocal range mm -hmm. with their yes. greatest hits or just like their discography yes right, right. That that's correct okay yeah. okay yeah so he appeared on that which i fucking loved because so I, I his voice is so rich to me um <laughs> i have a list of all the songs that he performed so it was move hypnosis uh snowflower i'm crying rise i think it's love press your number criminal black rose two kids danger and then he ended with guilty and it's a mini concert it uh -huh. is and and i loved hearing these songs in this way yeah stripped down also mm -hmm. for the most mm -hmm. part i think killing voice i say this every single time not everyone can do a killing voice. Not everyone no. does this promotion. First of all, you have to be pretty senior in the industry to have at least 15 to 20 minutes worth of content. Right. And because it's a long series. And then second, like you have That's to be able to songs. hold it. Yeah, you'd be able to hold it yourself. Yeah. Especially for soloists. So I thought that this was such a treat. And he also went for some of the hits that for me, like I love the most. Mm -hmm. Like when he came out with hypnosis number two, I was like, that's the song that, that those are the songs that really get to me with Taman. I also appreciated that this was a vocal performance only like he's not dancing here. Right. So it's just his vocals. Right. So they don't, they don't edit. I don't know. I mean, that, yeah, I it don't looks think one so. take. Yeah, I think they just create a track where, or like, they set it up to where they they play the instrumental of each song back to back, and it's just one take. There is that. There's like someone that produces it though, right? So there's someone yeah. that like probably suggests that, like, oh, here's the part that we're gonna do, right? Right. And right. here's how the flow of the medley is gonna go. Right, but as far as like the vocals itself like it looks like it's there's a no post through. yeah there's no, no post editing okay so this i mean it's called killing voice so obviously i'm coming to the assumption that the point is that we're showing off their actual yeah. vocal capabilities yeah which is there... which is a lot of time lost in a k-pop performance yeah i agree not i mean that like there's always jokes online about how there, you could tell which idols just wanted to right. dance yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but they're forced to sing um are there <laughs> other killing voices that i should watch that you think yes, yes. there's a lot 100 okay. i feel like every time a killing voice occurs we talk about it on we do this talk podcast. about it no it's a very large staple in k-pop promotions now but still yes. not everyone does and can do it have there been right. bad the ones thing. 
Mm, no, usually they're no. pretty good. Okay, <laughs> usually not, they're good. They, yeah. Everyone's aware enough to not put you on if you if you're like low key shitty, right? They right. wouldn't do that to you. Okay. No, right. I was all there for the drama. Too. Those are mostly <laughs> yes. veterans too. So the caliber of person going on this programming would be like IU, XO, NCT, mm-hmm. like 17, vo- yeah. 17 vocal groups. Mm. Okay, I'm going to explore. They still rap on it. They still rap on it, but it's yeah. supposed to highlight like, okay, 127 goes on it. Like they're going to kill you with back to you. They still okay. do. Okay. They still do like kick it, right? But like. The highlight is the B-sides almost. Yeah. Which is the only songs of theirs that I like. So no, that's not true. Watch. I like, I know, no, yeah. I'll, I'm going to explore Killing Voice a lot more. There's I a lot of them now. There is. Yeah. When I first saw I use, I think it was only her and Hwasa in the Yeah, Mama Wu was on it. Ma- Mama Wu was on it a couple, I think definitely. Yeah, this was G-Idol very has early. One. Yeah, so I uh, now that there's more, I think that's something I'm just gonna put on in the background when I watch. I literally think that's what people have done because it's like a mini concert. It and is just plays in your background, yeah. and I think that's a really good concept because let's say you're not super familiar with a specific idol's discography, it's a good way to like know which ones absolutely are yeah. like their hits. Do they? Do they? Do you think they get to choose? Do we know if they choose their they, songs? I think they do so, curate yeah. it a little bit. Because, for example, EXO, they they didn't choose all titled songs. There were there were like a couple oh, yeah, B-sides the, in there. weren't all title songs. Um, yeah, there were right. B-sides cool. kind of interlapped in there that are Because the purpose is to show off because, the voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And yeah, building and off also, of what... Go ahead, Ashley. Yeah, I will I will say that I am not familiar with Taman's discography and his killing voice really showcased his like vocal ballad ability. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that a lot of those beginning like those B-sides in the 2014-2016 albums existed. Right, cuz then really now good. it gives you oh, you know that they're from 14 and 16 because there was a caption at the bottom. That right. told you where where that album mm-hmm. came from, like third mini album, mm-hmm. second yeah. full length album from 2017's move. Genius, by the way. Ah, oh, so good for just promoting an artist's work over time, too. Agreed. Mm-hmm. That's a Dingo. It. Props to Dingo. Uh, yeah. All this, all this work. Yes. Uh, what a fun concept. I really like that, especially because if we're talking about like how idol groups have this is definitely just such a tangent and I'm sorry, but like how idol groups as a concept and as like a product over time has evolved. There are some where the emphasis is not necessarily on how good they can sing, but how dazzling they can perform and how hot they are. Yeah. Which is kind of like crux of K-pop historically anyway, I guess. Yeah, but it does bring us back to some kind of basics of, like, Mm -hmm. voice. Yeah, which is why when there is voice, it kind of stands out in the landscape of Mm K-pop. 
he's he's out there working hard he is not taking any of his time for granted he is just i'm back i you know it made me also think of like yeah he really wants back in because one of the highlights of my year in terms of performances was seeing taman at kcon i know i hate you just to like see him perform his three to four songs very it is what you see on the tv if not better of course And to also see behind the scenes footage, and I mentioned this in our KCON review, of idols just taking the time to want to watch Taman perform and close KCON. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said that they they gathered to watch him specifically. They gathered to watch him specifically, yes. Uh he I mean, we are reinforced time and time again that Taman is the idol's idol. And that was that brings me to my next uh notable promo work where he appeared on Suga's Suchwita mm-hmm. talk show. Um I did they I this one I did take more comprehensive notes because um Suga being fundamentally a music producer and an artist in his own right with respect to music. He has a an appreciation for music and creativity that allows him to really explore these concepts and ideas with the artists that he's talking to. And especially being a veteran of the K-pop industry, where Taemin is surpassing him by only five years, they had a lot of really interesting discourse as far as the K-pop landscape, the trajectory of both their groups and how they've evolved over time, the dynamic of growing up essentially in front of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also both 93 line. Mm. So they bonded over that. It was really cute. Taman showed up with a beer and they were like, oh yeah, like it's nice to meet another 93er. Like we're all why are 93 years all lonely we should we should hang out more we should i am a 93 line and i will join me too <laughs> Taman, take us um so here's just a couple of the notable things that they talked about in that um appearance so Taman said that with this comeback, he wanted to showcase the real him, but he also said it's a transition time for him because oh. he's just coming back from his military service. He's freshly 30. So what does the future look like for him and for Shiny? This comeback is a transition to that person. And then... He also said that guilty was a challenge against the taboo. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting that part, note. That part was very interesting. I'll let you elaborate on it more. I mean, like I kind of touched on it in the music video where I felt like he it I was mean, he's breaking all the norms. That's what he we is love breaking about him. The norms. And he touches on it again later on. He says that. You know, comparing his 20s versus being 30, in the past, he tormented himself by not being accepting of himself. Now he's comfortable in who he is, where he specifically said the words genderless and yes. his own unique identity. Wow. He said, he said 
the word genderless a lot. Mm-hmm. That it, is really interesting. Yeah. Because now he's I, naming it. Right. And I, that's, that's what I thought was interesting. Cause like he obviously has his stuff or like his videos and his persona are very feminine, but I didn't know that was deliberate. Right. Like, I just thought like, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. Like, I didn't know that that was on purpose, Mm -hmm. but I guess it is. I mean, with advice era, we were getting like, you know, he was wearing that crop top with like a sports bra under. Right, 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 right. Right. He's worn skirts over pants. Like he's explored these things. And I, I typically use the word androgynous with him because even when he was younger, they made fun of him a lot for looking like a girl. They dressed Mm -hmm. him up as a girl and would like have fun at his expense. And he didn't necessarily like that. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now, and I can see where he's saying that he was tormented in the past by like not being fully himself. Not that I'm saying like him dressing as a woman is himself. I'm saying that the acceptance of his duality and the fact Mm -hmm. that he can be both is explored in his art and he's acknowledging it now and accepting that about him and really Mm -hmm. embracing it in a way Mm -hmm. that's so... I don't know, like he's doing it really, really well. It reflects in his work that he's coming yeah. to terms with that. Right. But I wonder what that means. I mean, we can only speculate and yeah. he's never you, really good. What do you think it means? I don't want to say what I, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I think we'll just have to, like, time will tell. Time will tell. But I love it. I yes. Love it. And he is going to stay active forever. He is really going to stay. <laughs> he is. Period. I'm, I'm going to be 57 on this pod. Like, hey, guys, I'm back. because When you're Tatum's guesting back. like three comebacks a year and you're like, <laughs> oh, God, I'm so old and tired. And Tatum's like out there dancing uh, with like the youngins. Oh, God, I know. Oh, hopefully... Technology has advanced that I can like have Taman in my living room when he does these comebacks. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm in it for like the long 3D? haul. With him. Yeah, like a like Tupac at Coachella. Yeah, I want it to get real weird. <laughs> I think I'm owed that as a stan. That'd be fun. I've put in my time. Okay, give you me know, my that- 3D hologram Taman. You know how Apple came out with those VR that VR headset? And yeah. is it Apple or I don't know who? And oh, you can meta. like is it meta? Yeah. And you could put on the VR headset and then you could like be like you could get this cinematic view of a TV. Uh-huh. That would be cool. That like would you're be cool. like Imagine cool. K- we all in the future are watching K-pop music videos like or concerts. To be honest, it would not screen. surprise me at all. It would not surprise me at all. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all either. That's the direction our technology is going. Yes, yeah. that would be so cool. It would be cool. I would pay money, a lot of money for that <laughs> because now like it's a lot more challenging for me to just spontaneously go to a concert. Right. So right. I I invest 
in the ability to bring it to me. I love it when you're on the pod because you have quality taste. You are loyal. I am loyal. To your person, your K-pop person. He's my person. And you bring the analysis because he (laughs) requires that of you. He do- and that's what I was saying earlier. He challenges me. <laughs> and I know him. I feel like I know him well. I know his footprint. Like, this is typical Taemin, but it's also not. Like, I just don't know how to explain it. Yeah. And his work as a soloist is so subversive of the typical K-pop uh, idol that we get. Not that it's a bad thing. I love all, I love all the idols that I that I personally stand and they can be vastly different from Taemin, but just the level of artistry he brings is not comparable and not in a bad way. Like I just right. hold He's him in, in another different... world of his own is what we yes. were talking about this week, Casey. Yes. Yes, definitely. It's funny that you say that though. And I, and I brought up Jimin earlier because halfway through Suchita, J- Jimin does appear um, because so Suga brings up how they've been comparable in the past because and they've also collaborated in the past um Jimin appears with Soju and you know Jimin says Taemin is a source of inspiration from him for him again Mm -hmm. your idol's idol um and they kind of just bonded over just their similar um vibes I guess because Jimin also does the androgynous thing a little bit the exploring of that duality everyone was saying it's comparable in a lot of ways yeah and if anyone his like solo work people were saying jimin is bi and was like exploring the i think because of the colors of his of one of his um albums or some an image it was like the bi flag they've collabed together like they're really really good friends like Mm -hmm. all right thank you casey it's always a pleasure to have you on and um i'm happy to be on and happy to talk about (laughs) taemin yeah so listeners let us know what you thought about um taemin's new comeback we are on instagram at idle talk pod please rate review and subscribe to us on all of our major podcast directories and streaming platforms if you have any feedback or content requests or topics that you'd like us to cover, feel free to email us at idletalkpod at gmail.com or now leave us a voice memo on Spotify. So let us know what you think there. Oh, technology. I know. It's, it's, going, it's going fast, everyone. So with that being said, we also have our content directory, idletalkpod.ulu.ai, where you'll see previous episodes categorized and all of our um episodes song recommendations concert and cambridge drama information about us all of that could be found on that website all right until next time casey thank you thank you we'll be back for another episode next time goodbye